0: I am Plata on the line in Vancouver, British Columbia, at thecommentary.ca. Unarchived is a new documentary having its world premiere at the Vancouver International Film Festival this week. It chronicles the shift in consciousness when it comes to appreciating history from multiple points of view. The dominant white colonial power structures around us, and even more so in institutions like archives. Community archives, as it were, across British Columbia, have been filling the need, or uncovering, the blind spots of... uh, the institutionalized archives. We see a number of them throughout the province, like the B.C. Gay and Lesbian Archives, now housed at the City of Vancouver's archives, which uh, began when Ron Dutton collected material he'd encounter uh, that uh, would have otherwise been lost. We see the importance of collecting ephemera, not just of communities and groups, but families as well. Joan Mayo, uh, who we see in the film, did a lot of work saving film and photos of people from the community of Paldi, British Columbia, a mill town near Duncan, that saw an exodus of families once the uh, local school closed as the mill closed. It's a fascinating place that between the 1920s and the late 1960s um, had uh, families of uh, various groups, Sikh, Japanese, Chinese, white, all live in relative racial harmony. It uh, might have been all lost to history if people didn't save photos or and simply write the names of the people therein on the back. We also see in Unarchive the work of uh, reconciliation and decolonization. And I'll ask the filmmakers who join me in person what their experience was like capturing these recent moments in our history. There are two screenings tomorrow, Friday evening, the 30th of September, at SFU Woodward's at 6.15, and uh, Sunday, the 2nd of October, at the uh, International Village Cinemas at noon. It's also available... uh, on uh, VIF Connect, visit uh, viff.org for tickets and information. Joining me now are Haley Gray and Elad Zadok. They directed Unarchived. She is a graduate of Dalhousie University and Vancouver Film School. Her previous work has uh, been shown at various film festivals around the world, as well as Telesoptic, The Knowledge Network, the CBC, and Air Canada. He was born and raised in Israel and moved to Vancouver, where he graduated uh, from the film production program at UBC. He co-founded uh, Scopatone Films, and he's produced, directed, and edited music videos, commercials, narrative films, and documentaries. Unarchived is a uh, National Film Board of Canada production. Please uh, welcome uh, to the Plant Online Program, Haley Gray and Ilan Sadok. Mr. Sadok, good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: Ms. Gray, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Um by the way, you came in. You came in here, and, and you, you both have shirts that say "Museums are not neutral," and I just love that message because that's the that, that's the message of the one of the messages of the film, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, it is, hundred percent.
0: Do you um did did you do a lot of thinking in terms of um, when you were thinking of making this film, as to to making it at this time, especially at this time when when our thinking is. Sort of changing, if you will, in terms of, of how we view museums, how we view decolonization, black lives matter, and all these 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 other issues i mean it, it seems well timed at the same time it um, just seems necessary and it seems um, you're also doing the job of archiving this time
1: mm-hmm. absolutely
2: we We actually pitched the film in two thousand and eighteen. And started, we made a short film prior to that as well, uh, that was dealing with these th- themes. And as things evolved, I think the world was catching up to a lot of
1: the concerns yeah. and the things that we wanted to speak to. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like when we started the film, uh, we weren't sure that historical erasure was going to be something that people could get their head around. Even certain phrases like BIPOC, we were like, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if are going to land on that. And uh, luckily over the course of this last four years, we've really seen huge shifts. Uh, we were supposed to film it in the summer of 2020 and we were actually really grateful that it got postponed because I feel like the conversations that came out of 2020 really helped inform the film once we got to shooting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, um, even, even looking back, um, at the movie this past week, I mean, you can see. I love watching movies as of late and seeing if people are wearing masks or not, because then I know it's before before 2020, or actually before 2021, if you will. And then and then seeing you know what was made during the pandemic. And so in this movie, it was it was really neat to see, um, uh, where people were, if you will in terms of their thinking. And then, and then when you write, uh, when you write, when you depict in the movie the Royal uh, BC Museum in Victoria and, and all that controversy that's gone on, and I'm just talking not just the building itself, but, but what was going on before that, um, it reflects so well. I mean, it, I can't help but look at this as a time capsule, if you will.
2: Yeah, I think that's definitely something that we were talking about. The masks, for sure, was something that we were talking about during production. Should people wear masks? Should not wear masks? How are we going to portray it?
1: At the end of the day, whoever wanted to wear masks or whichever organizations were going to wear masks were going to wear masks. And I think, to your point, it does land us in the exact moment that we were in for that piece.
0: Yeah.
2: And we wanted to make sure that we were true to that and that we were able to really capture a moment in time in terms of what's happening and how...
1: And the Royal BC Museum was such a, a wild card for us from the get-go. I think it was about a, over a year before we got a response from them from <laughs> our first outreach. Um, and then even to the, it, one of the last things we changed in the film was the wording at the end about the mm-hmm. Royal BC Museum because that conversation is continuing to unfold as we speak.
0: What is it like talking to these people and and the various people that you talk to in the film? Because I couldn't help but but think as I was as watching the movie and even after days after, um, these people are really heroes, um, and Absolutely. they, they do, do such hard work in terms of of uh, curating the, the work of a historian. But at the end of the day, they, they really are doing um, work that should have been done, um, that needs to be done still, um, and largely unrecognized.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: How do you find these people? They're everywhere, aren't they? But but th- we just never heard of them. Uh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of us haven't heard of them before.
2: You know what? It it's interesting to to hear you say that because at the same time like I'm s- sitting in the studio and looking at your collection <laughs> you are one of these, are these people. You are one of these people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so many so many people we've met while we were developing this. We start off with 20 stories across the province. Uh and So many of them were people that had collections underneath their mattresses and tucked away in closets and basements and attics. Basements and attics, yeah. Uh, And it really is show. It showcases how how much people are passionate about their world, their community, their their past.
1: And I would say every small town in B.C., especially ghost towns or towns that aren't actually mm, towns anymore, yeah. have a local historian. Yeah. Sometimes they have a couple and they don't agree. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, which is a great thing for, for uh, uh, if, if, you're, if you're thinking of, of uh, sort of the cultural makeup of a place. But Joan Mayo comes to mind, um, as you, you were just speaking. Uh, this is someone who uh, grew up in Paldi or lived in Paldi for, for, for a long time. And Paldy is this community in uh, just, I guess, close to Duncan on the island. Mm-hmm. Um, she did all this archiving, if you will, on her own.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so she married into the Mayo family, who had one of the founding uh, families of Paldi, and raised all of her children in Paldi. Uh, and in that process kind of really was both an outsider and an insider, and I think from that space was able to document so much of Paldi history. She wrote so many articles on it over the years. And once you get that, um, once people know you as the historian in those spaces, the world opens up in a really interesting way. And people really, you know, trusted Joan to, with their stuff and really wanted to make sure that she had it because they had this understanding that there was this person who was holding on to Paldi's history and how important it was for, for it to st- be together.
0: Yeah, even just the little thing of if, if you're taking a, a photo at an event or something like that and writing the names of the people on the photo, uh, mm-hmm. as we hear Dr. Baines in your film say, j- just how important that is.
2: Names are so
0: important.
1: It is so overwhelming how few racialized names are actually available in traditional archives, and having Joan accurately writing down names just allows the South Asian Canadian Legacy Project, the the South Asian Archive, to have people's names to understand how people are connected and to, for someone to be able to look up their grandfather their uncle and see them represented
0: yeah um, I, I mentioned dr baines a moment ago um magnus berg yes. uh, the, the two of them work together and i think uh, berg says in the movie well actually they're, they're looking at a bunch of film uh, uh, photos in 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 your film and berg recognizes someone and and you know it, it's an exciting moment in the movie because that, that that shows how much work both of them have done over the years with this material, how, how well they know it, especially.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it was a really sweet moment for him to just see Virgindi's face, I think, and automatically know it was him, yeah. even though he's <laughs> never seen him as a 7-year-old before, because he's just yeah. looking at those photos for so
0: long. You uh, went to Paldi.
1: We did. We did, yeah. We had the opportunity to interview a lot of, Paul, we call them Paldiates, Paul, yeah. the people of Paldi, uh, people that grew up there, and it was really incredibly lovely to just, like, Everyone has the same lived experience of just, like, this really beautiful, idyllic childhood uh, without racism, without the kinds of discrimination that most a lot of people face outside of Paldi and the rest of
0: Canada. Yeah. Well, uh, when did you shoot that?
1: Summer of 2021.
2: I think so, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and, again, it, it, it seems like a, a bucolic place and a nice place, nice space, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and the spirit of the place Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've seen reports since on on the news about on on, on CBC and on Global about Paulie. Um, that the, all that's true about the, the harmony that these people lived with, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was really cute. To, I think food plays such a great part mm-hmm. of it, which I love. Um, yeah. Kids going and getting like blackberry jam on roti in one person's house, and like Japanese rice in another's, and you know, ham and cheese sandwiches somewhere else, and that that capacity for all of these different communities to work together and to be part of each other's, like, child, children's experiences.
0: I mentioned Dr. Baines. Um, there's a scene in the film where uh, Dr. Sitwinder Baines of, uh, I guess, Fraser Valley yeah, University? Yeah, Fraser Valley, yeah. Yeah, um, is going around the Royal BC Museum with a, with a stack of Post-it notes and um, looking at the exhibits and the displays and, the, and the, the signage and leaving little notes. What is she writing on those notes?
2: So she was invited alongside a lot of other people from the South Asian uh, community to do an intervention at the RBCM uh, where they were going through the current exhibits that were up and putting sticky notes to signify our community is here or was here, but it's not reflected. It's not represented.
0: Yeah.
1: We were part of this war effort. Why aren't we represented in it? We were part of this a huge part of the mill industry in B.C. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we reflected in how it's exp- explained in this uh, museum's history?
0: Yeah, and and it's a it's a marvelous way of, of um, seeing her work that she is constantly doing. Again, a, just a remarkable person. Um, she is, uh, Absolutely. Hearing everything that, she, that she's doing and, and how her work is influenced by... Th- this this urgent need, if you will, to, to correct a lot of what's happened.
1: Yeah, I think for... Oh, sorry, go ahead, okay. Uh For Satwinder, it, urgent is the right <laughs> phrase, because I feel like she there's a sense that she's already 50 years behind on um, documenting South Asian Canadian history and the desire to to grab it before it's too late. You know, knowledge keepers aren't around forever. And so being able to do everything she can to to really hold on to and understand South Asian history in Canada is so huge. And you can see it in her. It's like this very both like this call to justice, but like with so much positivity that you, she can't offend anyone, which is the, the best thing about Satwinder. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think one of the biggest things that, at least for us, we took away from this documentary, from this whole process, is that if, if you don't collect these stories, they're gone. And when you're in a context of a community, or when you're in a context, a larger context of you're told your story doesn't matter, or you're told your story doesn't belong here, then it doesn't get collected, it doesn't get preserved, and you you lose out on so much of that rich history.
0: Ron Dutton, someone you you open the film with him, and the the work he's done. I guess it's since the seventies, mm-hmm. where where he was just going around collecting flyers, pamphlets, uh, bills on posts. Uh, he's still doing that, as we see in the film, cutting out you know things and um, saving this stuff because. Uh, If he hadn't done that, a lot of that history, that social history especially, would have been lost.
1: Absolutely. I think understanding that the the queer community's history as documented by traditional um, archives was one uh, where it was um, a history of like police brutality and court hostility and hostility. Yeah. uh, And not the community and all the things that the community are doing to support each other and to build community with each other and to have fun. There's so many beautiful photos of, uh, the, the gay games and like team Berlin coming down and like all these just like beautiful moments, uh, of nostalgia that we would not have if it wasn't for Ron.
0: And it's a marvelous full circle in that, that, um, a lot of this, the the city powers that be, if you will, were hostile. were were reacted negatively. The, the, the city archives themselves has, has taken on this collection.
1: Yeah, it was re- it was a difficult question to ask Ron <laughs> about the decision to put the collection in the the city archives because obviously the there's been such an anti- antagonistic relationship. Uh, and I feel like he put it really well, where it is this juxtaposition of like needing the history to be preserved and also seeing the work that Vancouver has done to to do better by their LGBTQ community. And I will say this is to my knowledge, the fastest that a, a collection gifted to the archives has been digitized. Yeah. so it's still that accessibility piece for the queer community has been so huge.
0: Yeah, I remember when that came out, and there were news stories about that you could just go to the archives website and see all this stuff. Um, and then realizing that you couldn't find this stuff anywhere else. Yeah. And, and so he's still collecting, I assume. Yeah,
1: he's still, he's still, still collecting. <laughs> it was really sweet, because he used to have, like, his whole West End apartment was just full on. Know. And now yeah. it's like there's, you know, maybe a dozen boxes, but still, still collecting.
0: What... Um, it just seems like a fun movie to, to make and i know there were challenges the last couple of years especially with the pandemic and 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 movie making is tough for you know as you you both will will um, appreciate um but but did you have fun with the subject itself with 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 the um i guess you were seized with the same urgency of of the, that our our protagonists in the film feel right
2: Mm-hmm. We had fun, but I think we also had a a, a great sense of um, responsibility because so so many of these stories have been kind of existing in their own in their own little bubbles in their own communities uh, and we wanted to make sure that we were accurately portraying everybody and actually representing um, the stories that these communities wanted to put forward from their voice.
1: Yeah, it was really important to make sure that the subjects felt really excited and confident about how we were mm-hmm. framing the story, but it was it's fun to go with image and limb into a ditch yeah. and for her to pull at watercress water and crest tell crest you the, yeah. what to yeah. cook it with. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of really and paulie's so fun. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um I I walked around the neighborhood after I saw your film. I was just looking at the different things that people plant in here and and then just thinking, you know, 50 years ago who lived here. Yeah. yeah. And and um, I I don't think the the foliage around here reflects probably who lived here, but it's just so fascinating to see. Yeah, you know, and and see uh, where people planted bamboo and then realize who might have lived there or who did live there, I should say, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in Vancouver, you have the apple the apple trees in the orchard that kind of go across
1: through East Van. Through yeah. East
2: Van, there's but, a bunch of little.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Stars to and signals throughout,
1: yeah. to your point, it is really interesting to think about which communities have been erased by what's what's missing or what foliage is there that doesn't line up with who's living yeah. there now.
0: Yeah. and And um you, you're seeing the the the, uh, the changing of this city, especially. It's it's a good way to to think back to, to what was here, say, twenty years ago. Absolutely. I mean, I, more, I'm yeah. 40 now, and and I, I shudder when when I think of this block, even. <laughs> what it was like 30 years ago when we moved here, you know, and and um, seeing the changes on Fraser Street. Um, it, it, it shows again just, just how urgent history is. We we tend to think it's of, of the past, but the, the message that I got in your film that it really is about uh, moving on to a better future.
1: It absolutely yeah. is. I think Henry Yu says it best when he says that each generation makes their own past and their own history, and I think that what we're seeing is a really um a really active multiple generations really wanting to create a history that feels inclusive and and true and and um from many different backgrounds
2: and i think we have an opportunity right now to examine how we've been approaching our past and how we've been examining it and uh, and make a decision in terms of how we want to carry that forward and what sort of world we want to live in moving forward. Does
0: it annoy you, though, when, when, when some people will say that, that um, all these, these movements to, 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 to better our history are really erasing history? I mean, because that's totally inaccurate. And
1: oh, are you th- talking about people at the, that are upset about the Royal BC Museum? Yeah, or even
0: even if you, you pull down a, a statue of Sir John A. Macdonald, for example, that doesn't mean that we, we forgot who Macdonald is or, or, no, or what absolutely he remains.
2: Not. There's there's a sign, I think, that I saw a protester holding in one of those events where it says, we're not erasing history, we're making it. Yeah. And I love that because I think that, to me, it, is the fundamental point of
0: this. Indeed. Yeah. Um, you were filming uh, at the, the Royal BC Museum at a time when the, there were there were charges of, of racism and then people left and people were fired and uh, again, as I said earlier, it's not about the building. <laughs> I guess the build, making a new building or building a new building was sort of a way to address it, but it, it fired wrong politically and otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like to, to be at that place at, the, at, at that time? Did did you see the the, the sort of um, desire for for change, if you will, from from the, the people themselves, the, the people that work there? I should say.
2: Yeah, I think they, I think what we really appreciated was how open everybody that we talked to at the organization was, and how how motivated they are to enact the larger changes that need to happen within
1: the system. Yeah, the people that we spoke to want a revolution in that place, and they're trying to figure out how they can get one. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and that's the exciting part of, of, of um, looking back at, at your movie and, and thinking ahead of what will happen, you know, in, in the coming weeks even.
1: Absolutely.
2: In the coming weeks, in the coming years, I mean, fundamentally it becomes this question of how do you build a better museum, and not just the RBCM, but, yeah. but in general, how do you approach this whole... This whole
1: ins- idea of cultural spaces yeah. and who has ownership of the items in them and what items are there and, and how those items potentially move through because it doesn't have to be this consistent stuck-in-one-place-in-time yeah. those
0: yeah.
2: How those stories are told and who gets to tell them.
0: Yeah, and th- that was the excuse for the longest time is that th- that a building like the Royal BC Museum or the archives here on Chestnut um, are, are not big enough to include everything. And so there has to be sort of editing, if you will. There has to be sort of culling. But then when, when you, you uh, talk to uh, Sandra Marion of the Taltan Nation and seeing the work that she's done, she's, she's one person of that community who's doing so much in terms of uh, repatriating a lot of these items and bringing them home, if you will. Um, that's the way to go, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely it is. I'm really excited to see how the Taltan archive continues to progress and just like... All of the strange synchronicities that are happening as Sandra is finding more and more tapes and videos and items. And, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go see that archive mm-hmm. again when it's built up.
2: And just in general seeing how the repatriation process in here in B.C. is going to unfold and take place. I mean, it's, it's going to be a long unfolding thing.
0: Yeah, yeah it does, it, these things don't belong in Victoria or Ottawa. They really Absolutely. do belong where, where, where they where they were once, right? And and um, for people like yourself, I'm sure this will be a great place to, to go one day and yeah. see this stuff where, where it rightfully belongs. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And Sandra speaks a lot to how a lot of Taltan um, community members don't live on their territory. Mm. And having that reason to go back to see those photos that are 100 years old of their ancestors and relatives to watch those videos I think is going to be huge.
0: Uh, talk about strange synchronicities the, the the uh I get chills even just thinking about what you depict in the film of her finding um somebody finding a video of her grandmother that she never knew was even made um or um you went with her to the grunt gallery here down to in the downtown east side yeah. and i I, hate, I I might be giving away things so you, you'll you'll stop me but uh, sitting there and her watching a video that someone else found from an, I mean, it's just remarkable to, to watch. It's, it's exciting, almost, to see this on, on film.
1: It's, we're so lucky we got to capture that, yeah. absolutely. The way Sandra frames it is so lovely. She says that it's about her ance—her ancestors are ready to come home and they're telling her that, and I think that's, that's where those synchronicities come <laughs> from in my mind.
0: And, and again, it speaks to the timing of it all, that, that um, it was just someone going through video in Toronto. Yeah. And then and finds this video and then brings it back and then um if she wasn't in town that day probably she wouldn't have seen it, right?
2: Yep. Yep. And you know what? It's it kind of makes you think about a the serendipity of this, but also this is just one story, one occurrence, one instance of this. There's so much so much more out there that needs to come home and that needs to needs to get shared and returned back to the people.
0: What do you do with your own work in terms of, I mean, you, 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 you as filmmakers uh, shoot more than than we actually see as, as viewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you keep that stuff? I mean, everything's digital now. You don't have film cans, I assume, and, and yeah. things like that. So
1: <laughs> We're still figuring it out. It's such a, we're, we're trying to get really a, yeah. what's the, what do we want to get at the house or at our condo? We're trying to
0: get, oh, yeah, just the
2: hard drives and like a storage space, big and server essentially to
1: store yeah. everything on. Because right now we're like every uh, second day, I'm trying to go through <laughs> yeah. the hard drives. Luckily with this documentary, since it was produced by the national film board, it's part of their archive and they have the, the time and space all. and resources to hold onto those pieces. Mm-hmm.
0: I love the epigraph at the end of the movie. And I think, it, it says so much about what needs to happen. We spoke a moment ago, the impatience of people like Dr. Baines, um, that it, it's up to us, and you, you're challenging us, the viewer now, to uh, change the narrative. Um, in your small ways as, as uh, making this movie, do you think you've done that?
2: We yeah, hope so. I hope so. I think one of the conversations that we were talking about while making this was everybody fundamentally understands that there's a problem, but nobody knew how to start or where to start. Uh, and we're hoping this film gives that to people.
1: To a it, yeah, it shows a bunch of different potential roadmaps of how to go about archiving those histories, and I think those examples hopefully will will leave, uh, land with other communities that mm-hmm. also want to go about archiving those histories,
2: or with museums that are looking to pluralize their history. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What? Um, uh, wh- when did you both meet?
1: We met. Oh God. Two Five ago, six 15? years ago. Yeah. yeah, something like that, 2016. Yeah. I tried to convince a lad to edit my music video, and he was told me he was too busy for that, but not too busy for a date. And that was <laughs> the end of it.
0: And, and what was it like working together um, on this movie?
1: <laughs> kind of horrendous for working on <laughs> <at> it. <laughs> no, I think that we've built um, a stronger and stronger working mm-hmm. relationship uh, yeah. through this film, for sure.
2: Absolutely.
0: And are you working, uh, uh, I assume you're working on something else. Uh, each of you, or are you working together on something else?
1: I think we kind
2: of ebb and flow, yeah, with a lot of this stuff. Haley has a bunch of projects that she, she's working on right now, and I'm developing.
1: We're currently, um, we shot a, a Heritage Minute about Paldi uh, that we, a produced, and I co-directed, uh, so that was one piece that we worked on together. And then I'm currently uh, directing a, a six-part documentary series on a Paralympian.
2: And, uh, and I'm developing a documentary um, that kind of exists in the health world.
0: Um, the other thing about this movie that that that's, it, that makes it enjoyable, makes it lively, if you will, and and exciting to watch, is the the, the visuals, the animation especially, mm-hmm. um, the sound, the, the sound choices. A lot of the music is not music that would be say of the eras that you're that, that these people are archiving. It's it's quite modern. Um, uh, those were deliberate choices, I assume.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. We were incredibly lucky to work with an animator and a motion graphics designer called Sterling LaRose, who's a fantastic director in his own right, uh, who did these incredible stop-motion graphics sequences. where all
1: inspired by a Run the Jewels music video (laughs) uh, that we made him watch. Uh,
2: But we really wanted to get that tactile feeling of all these pieces of archival material and to work with it in a different
1: way, to kind of engage with it in a different way. To, to your point this is also a moment, uh, this is a movie about the here and now and mm-hmm. something to archive as well so having modern music, having those modern um, frameworks for how we did the stop motion kind of lets us live it, l- Let it, lets it live in the present moment while mm-hmm. also speaking to the past.
0: Yeah, the animation is so effective because it, you're showing us really, essentially a lot of photographs um, and they come alive if you will and uh, <laughs> I I found that that I was I was getting to know these people a lot more than just say the the, the frame of their fo- their face if you will, or, or the place that they're in, and the music itself it's not it's not my jam if you will but, um, I thought it just made the film, um, it, it moved the fil- film along, uh, in, in a way that that made made one anxious to see what was next if you will and 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 I just thought that, visually it was just um, just just wonderful to look at thank that,
2: you, we
1: thank appreciate you. That. that was really yeah. important to us that it wasn't just um you weren't sitting in scenes but you kind of felt the forward momentum of the film from the get-go and that it was kind of a short and snappy mm-hmm. documentary in that way
2: i mean it's a call to action we wanted to try as best we could to steer steer clear of the very standard histori- history documentary yeah. yeah um with the like the somewhat slightly stuffy observational here's a photo of this from the 1900s here's a photo of that yeah. so we we appreciate that that's how it landing yeah and, uh, and it it,
0: it um it, it, the music in a way also um lets a fire under the asses of a lot of us mm-hmm. and it ma- making it all the more urgent you you both work in, in the documentary genre is that the the uh, uh, sort of movie that you like to watch say on, on your downtime
1: we definitely do enjoy documentaries. Yeah. I think we're both very compelled by narrative work as mm-hmm. well. I think that we kind of dabble all over the place. You're more esoteric than me, <laughs> I think.
2: I'm more I tend to fall into like all the European cinema type stuff. Yeah. And Haley's like you can't do Saren's I can't say his name. Um, no, you can't do Saren. No. No. No, Tycho Malitz, the the Russian guy. Oh.
1: There we go. <laughs>
0: And and do you, because you work in in this in this business, if you will, do you find that you have time to watch movies? I mean, I, I assume that you like movies enough to to want to do this.
2: I yeah, I feel like over the last five years, it's kind of slowly <laughs> dwindled. dwindled no. but I
1: think the nice thing about being part of this community is that we're always watching work of mm-hmm. our uh, colleagues our and peers, the people that we work yeah. with, and yeah, our peers, which is lovely. Um, and I think that if you want to continue to make movies, you want to see what's out there, and so it's really important to continue continue watching.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I must say I appreciated that it was a National Film Board um, production, but it was uh, everything about B.C., yeah. I just, the, the provincialist in me is, is <laughs> appreciates that.
1: Absolutely. it's It was from the BC offices, so their mandate is yeah. to reflect BC and the Yukon. Um, and I think we were really privileged because, like, when I first moved here, some of the first things I was told was BC doesn't have much of a history. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in my opinion, it's got the <laughs> best history, and I'm glad that we got to kind of articulate that. And I think it's because there hasn't been the same amount of funding and um, c- capacity to show it. I'm glad that we get to be part of that.
0: So, so it's playing at the film festival this week, um, and uh, people are urged to go down and see it because there's nothing like watching a movie on the big screen, especially something like this. Um, what what is it like to know that it's playing home, if you will, playing the hometown?
2: It's exciting
1: this is the best uh premiere we could imagine yeah uh, we have members from the talta nation including Sandra, coming down um sat winder and a bunch of the south asian Canadian community members are coming it's really exciting that we get to showcase this film in a place that means so much to us and that it the film lives in
0: i appreciate you both coming uh, in to do this it's a hell of a good film um I can't recommend it enough, and um, all the best with... with uh, I guess people can see this, uh, if, if they can't come down to the film festival during the next couple of weeks, they'll be able to see this later on, right?
2: Later on. It's also available on VIF Connect, mm, I think, So we festival. can see that online, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: it'll have a festival uh, release, and then it will eventually be available on the NFB website as well. Thanks for this. Thank, thank, thank you, you so,
0: so much. much. The film is called Unarchived. It screens at uh, the Vancouver International Film Festival tomorrow... Friday evening, the 30th of September at SFE Woodward's, that's at 6.15 p.m. And, of course, Sunday, the uh, 2nd of October at the International Village Cinemas, that's at noon. It's also available online at VIF Connect. Visit viff.org for information on that, as well as tickets to the two screenings. Elan Sadok and Haley Gray join me in person here in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Planta.